Good morning, Middle. Good morning, family. Good morning to our online family. Arise, arise. Today we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. The light has come. We remain in light. We are light. New decade, new year, new possibilities. We pray for new hope and a new peace. Let us refresh again. Holy One, let us know the power of your living waters. God, thank you for reminding us that you are still speaking. Creator, listen, listen to us, but may we listen to you in new, deeper, and more vulnerable ways. Come, let us worship together. Let us worship together, palms together, hearts open, voices rising. Family, it's a new day. Arise, arise. Please stand.
Good morning. I would like to invite all the young and young at heart to join us on the stage. It's time for the message for all ages. Thank you, Sarah, who's helping us set up the blanket. Friends are working their way up. Oh, this is a new, this is a new diagonal. It's great. I love it. <laughs> come up, come up, come up. It's so good to see you all today. Today, we are going, oh, more friends. We are going to talk about, are you ready? The Lion King. If you love The Lion King, clap your hands. The movies, the musicals, the toys, we got it all. And so one of the big themes of The Lion King is the power and the importance of naming. Now the main character in The Lion King is Simba. Do you know what the name Simba means? It is from the movie. <laughs> One more? It doesn't mean peace, but that's an awesome answer. Really simply, Simba means lion. Right? That makes sense. But Simba's name means so much more than just lion. You know, when Simba's parents named him, they thought about all of the things that Simba would grow up to be. The bravest and the strongest animal in all of the kingdom. He was going to become a king after all. And all of our names mean something very special to each and every one of us. We get named after relatives or celebrities or characters of books. And my name is Elise, and I was named after a song. And my name means God's promise. And Reverend Amanda's name means worthy of love. And Jesus, his name means will save. And your names all mean something very special too. Now God gave Jesus and all of us a second name. And that name is my child, because we're all children of God. Now I want you to help me in a verbal activity. I want you all to say, my name is, say your name, and I am a child of God. So if I was saying it, I would say, my name is Elise, and I am a child of God. Okay, does everyone know their task? So I want you to repeat after me, people on the stage. My name is, my, my name is, Say your name, Elise, and I am a child of God. Do we think we have it? Okay, let's get the congregation to help us. Let's stand. So we're gonna say it all together, adults. Are you listening? Okay. So we're gonna repeat after me, and we'll say it together, okay? My name is, my name is, say your name, Elise, and I am a child of God. Okay, we're gonna do it one more time, all together at the same time, okay? One, two, three. My name is Elise, and I am a child of God. Good job, guys. Okay, so since we're already, adults, you can sit. But since we're already standing, why don't we all grab hands and we'll pray really quickly, okay? Okay, let's pray. Read after me. Dear God, Dear God, thank you for naming us. Thank you for naming us and calling us your own. And calling us your own. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's sing See You Humble on our way back to our seats. Thanks, guys.
Good morning, everyone. So glad that you are with us this morning on what's already been a wonderful worship experience together. I'm Amanda, and I'm one of the ministers here, and I use she, her pronouns, and we are all glad you're here on behalf of the consistory and the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, who's been in Iowa with Vote Common Good this week. Welcome. Welcome to our online members as well, and to Natalie, who's our awesome digital minister upstairs talking with that community. Is anyone here for the very first time today? If you'd raise your hand, welcome. Keep your hand up so we can say hi to you and give you a card so you can get to know us better. Where are you from? The Bronx. The Bronx. Glad you're here. What about you all? Jersey. Welcome. Did I miss anybody over here? Anybody up? Yeah. He... From Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Welcome. Oh, you know that guy. Okay. All right. We're so glad everyone's here. There's a lot happening in the life of Middle, so make sure you read your bulletin and look at our projector here to see everything that's going on. Um, Next weekend will be a busy time here as we celebrate gender equality on Saturday and then King Day on Sunday. Um, We are celebrating gender equality all over the, the country on Saturday. Allie and Jackie will be in Seneca Falls. We will be having a group that meets at the um, Astor Place Cube at 9.45 to head down to Foley Square to take part in the Rise and Roar rally that will be down there. And then I think the latest I heard is that we're actually marching up to meet the group that's starting at Columbus Circle, so we'll all be together at Times Square. That's the hope. So keep your fingers crossed for that and let me know if you'd like to join that group. On Sunday, uh, Jackie will be preaching again, and we will be in for a treat. After the second worship, she and Ruby Sales will be doing a teach-in for us at 1.30 right here. You don't want to miss that. Today, our Spanish small group kicks off at 1 o'clock, and I forgot what it's called. What is it? Ablamos, yes, at one o'clock. And they will be meeting on the second Sunday of every month until June. So see Bianca if you'd like to join that exciting new group. We're also starting a congregational book read and you can purchase that book next Sunday. We'll be reading Ibram Kendi's How to Be Anti-Racist. So consider joining with us as well. I think that is enough for right now. And I will call Monique up to help us continue in worship. We are moving into a place where we get grounded and where we get centered, into a place of silence. So let's breathe in and exhale lovingly. Let's just pray silently, however that looks for you, for 30 seconds. Breathe gently in and out. Be present when you're ready. 
eyes open. Prayers of the people. Dear Holy One, Creator, Mother God of us all, there is trouble in the water. Trouble. Whether that be socioeconomic, political, racial, there is trouble in the water. But as people of God, we arise, we arise, we rise again. Aware of the mercy seat, aware of the seat of peace, aware of the seat of hope. Holy One, heal with your light and your love. There's trouble, but we know there's a bomb that can heal. Praying and lifting the people up of Australia, praying and lifting up the people of Puerto Rico, lifting and praying for the people who are around the corner, who are looking for hope, and who are looking for not just a house, but a home and an abode. Praying and lifting for children of LBGTQIA community who are looking for love and compassion and safety. Praying for elders who are the vulnerable of our most. Praying for those who are wrestling with physical or mental or emotional, spiritual warfare. There is a bomb. We trouble the water as people of faith and we say we will rise and we will rise again knowing that we walk in faith, hope, but the most important of these and the greatest of these is love. Amen and amen. Family, we now encourage you to stand and connect one with the other. We remind you in terms of this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, the congregational amen happens afterwards. Pray it as you know it. Amen. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. you to connect hearts, minds, and spirits by giving each other the sign of peace. Amen and amen. The peace of God be with you.
hardest part of my job, moving the podium. Thank you, choir. Hear a word from the Lord now, coming to us from Psalm chapter 29. Are we good? <laughs> ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of God's name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedar of Lebanon. God makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in God's temple, all say, glory. glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to God's people. May the Lord bless God's people with peace. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Jackie and I chose this psalm that we just heard read over a month ago. There are traditionally four passages for each Sunday in the lectionary, which is just a fancy word for a calendar that divides up the Bible so that eventually all scriptures will be read. Today's lectionary included a passage in Isaiah, which is justice heavy, which would be a familiar one for us here at Middle, and also the gospel story of Jesus' baptism. But for whatever reason, we gravitated towards this passage about God's voice. As such, I truly can't believe how spot on it is with what has happened in the world just this past week. When we think about the fires in Korea and in Australia and the earthquakes in Puerto Rico, while FEMA funds are being cut and moved to build a border wall, with missiles flying and the passage today, the voice of the Lord is over the waters, full of majesty, breaking the cedars. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames and shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord is a complex sermon topic. Have you ever heard the voice of the Lord? I mean like really heard the voice of the Lord. How would you know? 
What do we know about God speaking? We know that there are several times in the Bible, around 25 to be exact, that God speaks to someone. The first time in Genesis where God speaks to Adam and Eve in the garden. But that's the Bible. Does God still speak today? Have you ever heard God's voice? My mom has. Now my mom is a storyteller, she's a writer, but she's also a straight shooting, no BS type of person. So imagine my surprise when she says, oh, there is one time that I have absolutely audibly heard God's voice. She was sick, very sick. She had gotten pertussis, commonly known as whooping cough, and had given it to her four-year-old and her, get this, three-month-old baby. Her husband, my father, had left just days before for a medical trip to Brazil. So if you're counting, that's as sick as a dog mother with a three-month-old in the hospital, with a four-year-old with life-threatening diseases, with a partner across the globe. Guarantee I was not helpful. So she laid in her bed and prayed. And she heard God, she says. What did she say, I asked. Call everyone you know for help. <laughs> if my mom were here right now, she would tell that story exactly that way because she heard God say that to her. Do I believe it? I mean, it's quite practical advice. And my brother is living today because my mom called for help. But yeah. And only my mom will know exactly what she heard there lying. If I am to stand here and say that I don't believe that she heard God, aren't I also saying something about my ability to govern God's power and potential? And I don't think I want to be in the business of doing that. So does God speak to us directly? How do we hear God's voice today? This voice that the psalmist tells us is over the waters, over the fires, over the floods. And even if we can hear God's voice, does it have any good word for us today? Us in our state of earthly corrosion and moral corruption. Our world is dark in many ways. I don't need to go through that list with you all. But maybe you should go through your list. Maybe I should go through my list. Where, as our mentor Ruby Sales says, where does it hurt? I'm going to ask you to do something with me that's a little different for a sermon, but I know you can do it. I want you to get comfortable again, like we did moments ago. Turn off the clock, turn off the phone, turn off your to-do list. Don't even think about how beautiful it is outside. And I want you to close your eyes or otherwise situate yourself so that you can be silent and focus. 
And I'm going to ask you two questions. And after each question, we will sit and reflect and listen in silence. Here's the first question. Where are you not okay? Where is the world not okay? Come out of your thinking. Were you able to answer those questions? Did anything come to mind? Some way that you or some way that the world is not okay? If you were, if anything came to mind, I want to tell you today that that is exactly how we know that God is still speaking. That's how we hear God. Our discontent with our not okayness of the world, of the fires, burning animals, and natural resources of a government distracting us from a climate crisis by waging war. You being able to call up within yourself and name and not be okay with those things that we know 
are against God's will, is God still speaking? That's God stirring in our souls a disconnect. The absence of our internal and collective peace and us being able to recognize that absence is God's voice. Frederick Buechner says it another way, part of the inner world of everyone is a sense of unease. And I believe that in itself is a word from God, that this is the sound God's voice makes in a world that has explained God away. God speaks to us in God's absences. And then in those absences, in those things that we conjured up during our silence, in those disconnects, in those uneasy places that we can name, what do we do? It's there that the spirit can work with us to impact change, to bother us enough to stir up some good trouble, to organize a peace vigil, to speak out against the larger disconnects that we see within the world. So I ask again, have you ever heard God's voice? I have. On Friday, I heard it chanting with a hundred women in front of the courthouse as Harvey Weinstein was on trial. And it's not my fault, not what I wore or how I dressed. God's voice. God's voice showing up in the absence of justice in rape culture and some people doing something about it. I heard it watching Genesis B and Jackie Lewis live streamed from Iowa with our partners at Vote Common Good this week. God's voice. God's voice showing up in the absence of moral values that translate to the majority of Americans in the voting booth and some people doing something about it. I heard it last night listening to my husband's amateur improv performance, a side gig he picked up after the sudden loss of his mother. The absence of peace within his own soul was actually God speaking and moving him to respond in a new way. On Monday night, Middle organized and hosted a peace vigil. Many of you were here, many of you helped and prayed. We came together to pray dangerously against rising militarism and violence all across the globe. I heard God's voice in the chorus that we sang together that night. All we are asking is to give peace a chance. All we are saying is give peace a chance. We sang it over and over again as we moved from the sanctuary to the front steps with our candles raised, singing it so many times that the chorus itself transcended us to a different space. The absence of peace 
is God still speaking? But that wasn't the only time I really heard God's voice on Monday night. See, mom, I heard it too. I heard it from my friend Ashley. Ashley, who I met on Instagram, it's true, you can meet people on the internet in not creepy ways. <laughs> Ashley was mesmerized by seeing our daughter Skylar two years ago march down Fifth Avenue with a little sign around her neck that said, I marched before I walked. She found me online so she could send me photos and we've been kindred spirits ever since. She saw that we were organizing a peace vigil on Monday night. So she left work early in New Jersey and came to Middle, where actually we met for the first time in person. In my rapid response organizing, and because of the state of our city, none of the eight plus rabbis that I'd asked to be part of our interfaith prayer were able to commit. So during our interfaith prayer, a Jewish voice was glaringly missing. But as we move to the steps singing, all we are saying is give peace a chance with our candles raised. Ashley whispered in my ear, if you ever need a Jewish voice, I can do it. Actually, I do. I need one right now. Will you pray on the steps for us when we get outside? Yes, Ashley said, I will. And then Ashley prayed on the front steps of Second Avenue, a beautiful prayer for peace in Hebrew and added to the cloud of witnesses calling for peace that night. Where is the voice of God today? How do we hear it? How do we discern it? We hear it in the lacking, in the absences. We hear it when we're able to recognize a disconnect and in the way that we are not okay with how the world is and in various times and ebb and flows in our own lives. Yes, I heard God's voice on Monday night, audibly, in a place that was wholly unlikely to me, but 100% likely to God. Thomas Merton tells us that Perhaps there is a higher kind of listening, which is not an attentiveness to some special wavelength, but a general emptiness that waits to realize the fullness of the message of God within its own apparent void. The voice of God is over the waters. The voice of God is holy splendor. The voice of God is full of majesty. The voice of God breaks the cedars. And I'll add to that refrain, a little trick Wesley taught me to do. 
that the voice of God is in the absence of peace. The voice of God is in our trying to move through our grief. The voice of God tells us to call everyone we know for help when we need help. The voice of God is in the disconnect between the way things are and God's dreams for the world. And the voice of God is how we respond to that disconnect. Which is actually, if you think about it, what living is all about. Listen, have you ever heard God's voice? Oh, she's still speaking. How do we know? Because you're here. You sense something. And because we can say together that we know that this world is not yet what it can be. And as the psalmist closes the verse, so I will close here. May the Lord give strength to God's people. May the Lord bless God's people with peace. May it be so. Amen. Good afternoon, Middle Church. My name is Dion McLean-Freeney. For those of you that don't know me, it's a little different to see me here as opposed to over there. So I am wearing one of my favorite things, the graphic t-shirt. And for those of you who can't see what, uh, what is printed on it, it says, without music, life would be flat. <laughs> those of you that are musicians or are musician adjacent, Clearly you get it. Uh, as I said, I love these and I always think I should be in the t-shirt business because I love them, right? So let me tell you why love, business, music, and the church relate. I promise I'll make it all make sense, so stay with me. So, some of you may be familiar with dating apps or dating websites. I'm going to name some sound-alikes. Perhaps they will be recognizable to you. Anybody familiar with Latch.com? Okay, okay. What about Be Far From Me? Be Far From Me. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, what about Plenty of Wish or Track People Meet? Maybe you're familiar with Hey Date. Yeah, okay, all right, okay. I think this one might be familiar and no shame involved. Anybody familiar with something that sounds like finder.com? <laughs> Got it, all right, yes, okay. Now, what do these things all have in common with business and the church? All right, specifically, they are all about introductions. So in music, the introduction presents the song. Dating apps, dating websites, they introduce people to each other. 
The church is an institution and a business that is in the business of introducing people to God. And so they all connect because somebody has to figure out how and why people should meet or should connect. Somebody has to help us all understand what this thing called God is. Maybe it takes more than one person. But they all have an engine that has to make them flow. And so the reason I'm really here is to help you help us make this engine move. We need you to help us make this engine called Middle Church move. If you are moved by anything that you've heard or you've seen today, we need you to join the movement. We need you to give your time. We need you to give your talents to this movement. We need you, frankly, to give your money to this movement, to move this engine. So if you are interested in helping us continue to make music that reminds us that God is still speaking, if you are interested in helping us to continue to keep love in the middle, we need you to join the movement. Don't be flat.
wanted to give and couldn't and for those that didn't give for all things and all people are yours and we rejoice in them bless us to hear you still speaking and bless these gifts to be used to place and keep love in the middle amen we know that God is still speaking. We know that because every one of us was able to call and put into this space something that is not right within us or within the world. And therefore we know that God is still speaking and putting that unease within us. And there's another place in the Bible too in our holy scriptures that we hear that God says something and that was at Jesus' baptism. You didn't think I'd get there. <laughs> and what does God say? 
God looks down from heaven and says, Beloved, this is my child with whom I am well pleased. So I want you to leave this place and to go knowing that that is also a word that God has spoken into your life, that every single one of you are beloved. Use that belovedness as you sit with and call up those places that are disconnected. Because the question then becomes, what are you gonna do about that disconnectedness? Go in peace and go knowing that you are beloved. Go knowing that God still speaks. Amen. Thank you.